0: Hi there, welcome back and thank you for tuning in to Investor Intelligence, brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors, it's your weekly podcast for all things investment. My name is BBC Sikowski wallace I am your host and joining me once again for the last time this year is our very own property slash investment expert, Luke Harris. Luke, it's almost 2022, how are you feeling about it?
1: Fantastic, how about yourself?
0: I am excited. I'm excited that this year is almost over and yeah, bring it on, honestly.
1: (laughs) It's been a very, very crazy year for a lot of people. Um, Oh, for sure. not, Not many of us have come out of 2021 unscathed.
0: That's right. That's right. So coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about something that's very fitting for this time of year, which is goals, resolutions. We're going to be talking a little bit about defining your why and how to be realistic about your goals. And I'm talking about goals more so in the general sense, whether that is to do with investing or not. I feel like the way we approach any goals in any aspect of our lives really should be the same mindset. But Luke, just before we get into that, and given that it is our last episode of 2021 uh, and that December seems to be a bit of a time of reflection, I want to do a little bit of a recap of what we've spoken about so far uh, over the last couple of months, uh, just as a bit of refresher. How does that sound? Yeah, absolutely. So when we started, we started off with episode one being the three types of ready. Now, if someone hadn't listened to our podcast, this would be the episode that I would recommend them first because it was one of the things that I feel like a lot of people starting out and investing, maybe even people who are experienced with investing wouldn't realize, but just having the finance behind you isn't the only kind of ready you'd need to be.
1: Absolutely. Investing so complex. There's multiple... Aspects that need to be considered, and of course, you know, being being ready with some money in your pocket, burning a hole, isn't the only thing that you need to be a professional investor. And that doesn't mean that you can't go out and buy a property, but of course, if you want to become a good investor, you need to be aware of all of the different factors that um, are at play.
0: Hundred percent, yeah. The emotional one really was a new one for me. You'd never think you'd need to be emotionally ready to get into the investing game.
1: Well, that can make or break your success in property or any investing, really. For
0: sure. Now, episode two, we talked about the kind of common investors there are. And I thought this was a really fun episode going through the common types of investors. And although the descriptions we gave were obviously massive generalizations, but it was such a great way for people to recognize parts of themselves in these types. And it was a really good chance for people to get quite real with themselves.
1: Yeah, I think without going through that process, a lot of investors are really just going out there and you know trying, doing their best, I guess, to to get the best results. But you know, being aware of these things really helps you to sort of assess your investing strategy rather than just going out there and doing the investing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it was it was great to kind of see that there's not just inexperienced and experienced investors. Whether you're experienced or not, you can sit within any of these categories. So episode three, we talked about the roadmap to success. And I loved this episode because as someone who likes structure and who likes to plan ahead, maybe a little too much sometimes, learning about this roadmap was perfect because it's something that anyone can follow regardless of their goals and their journey. And something that you've been quite honest about is that there is risk involved in ventures like this. And the best thing about having this roadmap and sticking to it is that you always know where you are and you always have something to come back to to guide you or or to get you back on track if necessary.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Investing is not, not a smooth sailing ride for, for most people. It doesn't matter what you're investing in. The safest investment really is sticking your money in the bank. Mm. But most people are going going backwards from that so understanding the process and understanding how to really navigate your way through that is is a really critical thing to become a successful investor and really understanding um you know not only your mindset but also you know what steps are coming up Mm. you know so that you're not looking at the moment you're not looking right in the now and today you're looking you know two three four five steps ahead
0: yeah yeah exactly Now, just speaking of sticking money in the bank, episode four, we talked about alternative investing strategies and also a great one. As before, I had no idea about so much of what we talked about. So interest rates, what they're good for, what they're not so good for, getting a loan, which isn't the only option. So we touched on become lender and wholesale property. And as you mentioned just before, savings in the bank really doesn't do a whole of a lot for you.
1: Yeah, that's right. There's the ultimate alternate investment strategies available that a lot of individual investors don't know about. And of course, even if you did find out about different investment strategies that are a little bit, um, you know, off off the mainstream, you know, which is just buying a property and holding onto it, how would you know how to assess it as to whether it's a good investment or not? And obviously, we've got processes in place to determine, you know, I guess the good from the bad. And of course, the ugly, which is always out there when it comes to investing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And obviously, knowing those processes and how to really funnel through the good ones and, and really weed out the bad ones, that's a skill in itself. And it does take time to really learn how to to look at alternate uh, alternate investment strategies and really determine whether they're a good investment, but also whether they're a good investment for you and your long-term plan and strategy.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then last week, we touched on building your team of experts or your core wealth team. And I know this was only last week's episode, but it gave a really great insight to having the right people around you. So, Look, refresh our memories on why it is important to have the right people around you venturing into investing or into anything for that matter.
1: Well, really into skydiving, you'd want to go with somebody that's done it before, wouldn't you? (laughs) You (laughs) Um,
0: you
1: know, uh, same thing if you're going to do bungee jumping, you want to make sure somebody knows how to tie a knot. Um, I guess the same thing really with, with the investing, you need to make sure that you've got the right people around you to really help you with every aspect of your investing. When you're going out there to buy a property... You, you could be spending hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of your money investing. And a lot of that is the bank's money, mind you, uh, especially when you're getting started, there's less capital of your own uh, going into the deal. But essentially, you're taking on the risk on behalf of the bank's money to go out there and buy that property. And when you're talking about hundreds of thousands you know, of dollars, you need to make sure that you've got a really good team of people around you. And it's not just as simple as getting any old accountant, any old Solicitor, any old mortgage broker, or any old property manager to look after the property for you once you've settled on the property. So you know, going through the process of finding out who are the right people, how to assess whether they're whether they're good at what they do, and really, I guess, putting together that expert team is is so critical for your success in investing. And it doesn't necessarily mean property investing. Anything that you're investing in, you're going to need all of those experts around you. Um, to really help you to build wealth long term. And when you're taking a long term approach, you really need to build those relationships with those experts. So that they can really be on board with your goals and what you're trying to achieve long term.
0: Yeah, exactly. So let's get into the main topic of today, which is goals. Now, one of the things that people are doing around this time of year is either setting or resetting or even reassessing their goals. And, you know, that's all well and good to have goals. But that's kind of the easy part. But what I want to talk to you about today, which I'm surprised we haven't actually gone into depth in this topic yet, which is defining your why. And it's actually a scarier word than I sort of anticipated. But talk to me about why it's important to define your why.
1: Why it's important to def- define your why. Look, I guess the, the reason for that is because a lot of people have a, a really basic understanding of, of what they want. Uh, out of their investing and out of life in general you know you get up every day go to work you know you, you read books and magazines and you're looking at the media everyone's out there trying to get ahead and really understanding your why is not just as simple as saying well I'd like to retire comfortably you know I'd like to have my house paid off these are really general sort of goals and we've realized over the years speaking to thousands and thousands of investors that that's not really enough for you to wake up out of bed, uh, wake up and jump out of bed every day excited to really achieve your goal of having my house paid off. You know, that's not really, that doesn't inspire many people. You know, if you go to a, a barbecue or, or party over the Christmas break, go and tell your friends and family that your, your big goal that you really get excited about, oh, I'd like to pay my house off retire comfortably, you know, try and have that conversation with some sort of excitement in your voice. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, to get inspired and get excited about your your goals and understanding your why is the very first step because once you understand it and truly understand it and, and know that it's achievable, you wake up differently every day. You, your whole approach to life and your whole approach to investing is very different when you understand the reasons why you get up and go to work the reasons why you look at investment opportunities the reasons why you take out mortgages and sign loan documents you know all of these things become a lot more clear once you understand the reasons why you're doing it and believe me it's so much more exciting when you've identified exactly why you know why you want to why you want to do these things and it doesn't mean or it's not all about retirement it's about you know these mini wins that you're going to have along the way the small milestones mm every two years, every five years, every 10 years leading up to retirement. And then, of course, retirement doesn't necessarily mean the end for people anyway. You know, so uh, having the choice to retire is very different from having to retire because you physically and mentally can't work anymore. And a lot of people have the choice to retire much younger than the normal retirement age.
0: Yeah, I've I've been at the forefront of these questions with you before. And I'm not going to lie, they were some were more confronting than others. And it's it's very interesting to sort of delve into it and go, well, I actually want that goal for a completely different, not just to have the goal, but for a completely different reason. Um, and I just want to go through a couple of the questions that we've been through before, which I think is really good for other people to go through. But we, you know, you asked me, have you achieved your goals this year, which I think is really important to reflect on what you have achieved and also what you haven't and then, you know, do you still have time to achieve them? But the third one, which I think is one of the most confronting is what would it mean if you didn't achieve them next year? Talk to me through that one.
1: Yeah, well, look, if you didn't achieve them this year, now's a really good time to sit back and look at why you didn't achieve it. Now, there's a lot of things that, you know, distracted us during 2021, the same things that we had in 2020 that we thought might not be around in 2021. And, you know, COVID's continued right through. And, uh, you know, we can continue to use that as an excuse. Uh, And some people have a valid excuse. They may have lost their job or for whatever other reason, COVID's, you know, affected them in in other ways. But, um, you know, that's not the only reason people haven't achieved their goals. And the same things apply every single year where people say, well, look, I just didn't get time. Uh, I didn't have enough money, I got distracted with, you know, work or got distracted with my sporting commitments or family or there's other reasons why. Um, and I say reasons loosely, I often mean excuses why, but it also means, you know, you, you just haven't prioritized your goals mm. this year enough. If, if something's important to you enough, you're going to make it happen no matter what. There's a huge number of goals that I set out at the start of the year that I've achieved this year and I'm, I'm super proud of, of being able to tick those off. But I've got a process that I go through to make sure that I'm setting realistic goals, goals that I know I can achieve. I do set goals that are beyond that so that I'm stretching and you know, you know know going beyond to, to really make an effort uh, and I'm not getting complacent with my goals because yeah. it's obviously easy to set easy goals. It's tough to set tough goals. But then, of course, being accountable to somebody is the, the toughest thing. Um, it's one thing to set goals, but, uh, if you're not accountable to anybody, then you might just stick them on the fridge. And by the end of January, they're gone. You throw them in the bin or, or, uh, you know, just, just put the, put a, put a, a phone bill or something on top of them. <laughs> um, you know, so I think, you know, looking back at saying 2021, did I achieve everything? Maybe not. Uh, did I achieve some things that I wanted to achieve? Maybe. Can I, can I reset big goals for 2022? And really thinking now and saying, okay, well, if it's we fast forward 12 months, do I want to be in a position where I'm at right now? And do I want to be happy with those results? Or am I going to say, damn, I missed another year of trying to get things done? And the thing is that I always teach people is that you can always get, you can always make money, but you can't get the time back. Another, in 12 months time, we're all going to be a year older, no matter what. Mm. You know, assuming we're still on the planet, we haven't been... Abducted by aliens, or we haven't passed away, um, you know we're going to be twelve months older, no matter what, and so what that means really is that you know the time's going to go past other people in the next twelve months are going to set massive goals and they're going to achieve them. Other people are going to set goals and forget about them, and other people are going to give it a go, hopefully it works out and and maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. which one are you going to be
0: mm.
1: if you're looking twelve months from now, you want to be one of those people that says hey I set out these massive goals I didn't achieve all of them but geez I set some pretty big goals and I got some good ones ticked off and you know be proud of that and I think that's a really important thing is to really set those goals be accountable to somebody like having a mentor or somebody by your side that can really keep you keep you motivated and keep you on track obviously you need to be motivated yourself to achieve those goals it's not your mentor's job to give you a call every week and fire you up. You're, you've you got to fire yourself up, mm-hmm. right? Your mentor's there to hold your hand, not to do the do the heavy lifting for you. But essentially um, going through that process and setting these goals, now's just a fantastic time to do it. And a lot of people are going to have a break over the Christmas period. Some people are going to be working through, but obviously, obviously a lot of us do have a bit of time. After you've gone through the Christmas eating and drinking period, mm-hmm. there's usually a few days in between uh, where you get a chance to, you know, really have some time off and and reflect on what you've done for the year.
0: Yeah, I like that uh, idea of, you know, a lot of people use the time of New Year's to set their goals then, but they can also do it now. You shouldn't always have to just pigeonhole your goals into just next year. You can start doing things now. And if you start doing things now as opposed to in two weeks' time when there won't really be much of a difference, if anything, you're going to get what you want sooner.
1: Well, the thing is, New Year's resolutions are really, uh, you know, they're they're talked about a lot and you talk about through January, you catch up, you know, in in January with your friends that you might not have seen for a while and you say, have you set any New Year's resolutions? And what are the typical New Year's resolutions, maybe, that you hear from people?
0: I want to lose weight. I want to read more. Uh, I feel like they're the two main ones that I hear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, losing weight typically after Christmas is people's, people's goal. They say, no, nah, this, this year is going to be the year that I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose 10 kilos or whatever it is. I'm going to train more. I'm going to go to the gym more, go running more, do more swimming. Um, you know, a lot of those are fitness-based, health-based goals. Mm. Um, but, of course, you know, some people have got a goal. They want to pay off their debt, their credit card. They want to pay off. They want to pay off their car. Um, travel more. You know, a lot of these, these goals, are they're, they're nice goals to have. Travelling more. Great, but without knowing the location and when you wanna go, it's not, not really something that you're gonna be aiming for because you don't even know where you're going. Mm. You don't know when you wanna go. You just wanna travel more in 2022. So narrow it down. Where do you wanna go? When are you allowed to go? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but um, you know, these, these things really help to actually write it down so that you can actually visualize it and you can actually see it. Without writing it down, it all stays in your head. Mm. right and when it stays in your head nobody else is going to see it so if you don't achieve it nobody knows that's right so this is the whole idea of writing it down means that other people can see it share your goals with other people have some accountability with those goals if they're important to you then share it with other people
0: and if you share with luke that you want to go to japan next year he will afterwards send you a screenshot of all these flights (laughs) to japan to make sure that it happens
1: Absolutely. And there's going to be a lot of price wars with the airlines over the next six to 12 months, um, specifically, you know, the first you know three months of that, I think it's going to really gear up for a lot of um, price wars for airlines. So if, if overseas travel is on your radar, then, you know, one of those things that you could do is really put that down as, as a goal, set some dates around that and book your flights. You know, like I, like I said, Phoebe, if you want to plan a holiday for next year, the first part is locking in the dates and then you can start looking for cheap airfares, go and lock in your airfares and then that part of it's done. Exactly. And then it, and then it becomes real. Um, I think the, the key thing with a lot of people is that they might talk about this stuff in January and New Year's and their goals are really flexible. Well, if I don't achieve it, well, I can do it later. And that doesn't help. Most successful people set goals. They're accountable to somebody. They've got the date and the dollars on it like we talk about in the book, Let's Get Real the dream, the date, and the dollars. So start off your New Year's by writing that down, get a big sheet of paper, write dream, date, and dollars, which is what is my goal, what is the dream? Mm -hmm. What date do I wanna achieve it, or when do I wanna go away on a holiday, if it's specifically on a holiday? Dollars, how much money do I need to achieve that goal? Then it may not even be money. Reading more books, it doesn't need any money. Go and get a library card, go and get some books, you're done. Right, but finding those uh, finding those things that, that really are um, important to you that that's your life. You know as I said a year from now you're going to be a year older five years from now, five years older, 10 years from now, 10 years older. the time slips away no matter what. So if you're not going to do these goals in 2022, if you're not going to achieve them in 2022, when are you going to achieve mm. them And that's a good question to ask yourself when am I going to do it? if, if next year if 2021 wasn't the year, and 2022 is not the year, when am I gonna do it?
0: No one's gonna do it for you. Yeah, that's right. So I know we're talking about goals and this is somewhat relevant, but I wanna ask you this question because I think this is a question that you get asked a lot. uh, And I really like your answer to it. Luke, when is the best time to invest?
1: The best time to invest is when you're financially, emotionally, and educationally ready. Once you know what your plan is, once you've got your plan and strategy mapped out when you know why you're investing, that's the best time to invest. The second best time to invest is yesterday.
0: That's the, one, that's the answer I was looking for.
1: <laughs>
0: so Luke, to wrap up the year, is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with?
1: It's been an interesting year as far as property is concerned. There's been a lot of uh, really hot markets around the country. Uh, our members here at the Property Mentors have purchased tens of millions of dollars worth of property in the last 12 months, and we're really proud of our members that have achieved those results and really uh, helped to uh, build their portfolios this year. Our property management team has had a few milestones. We've had some new staff start uh, in the property management team as well, which is fantastic, Um which we're really looking forward to, to helping them again in 2022. And, of course, there's going to be some changes in, in property in the next 12 months. There's going to be a little bit of volatility. There's going to be some hot markets that are overpriced, and certainly a lot of people should be getting out of those markets and um, certainly not buying any more into those markets. Interest rates is going to be a, a hot topic Uh, For next year, we've got a federal election coming up as well. So it's going to be an interesting year as far as uh, property for 2022. I'm really excited about the opportunities that that's going to present and the properties that I'll be able to buy into into 2022. And uh, I think that for those investors that are really looking to take some action and really get some runs on the board, 2022 is going to be a fantastic year. So highly recommend getting in touch with the mentor team. If you're an existing member, fantastic. Start booking in your annual review session for January so that we can reassess your goals and go through that process. Uh, if you haven't become a member of the Property Mentors, obviously end of year, start of, start of a new year, it's a fantastic time to really have that conversation with somebody about, uh, I guess, realigning uh, what you've been doing with your investing or if you're just getting started out, how to actually get started safely and carefully without actually you know, taking any massive risks but really understanding the reason why, as we've discussed on the call today.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting year. There's going to be lots to talk about. And just to wrap up on my end, I just want to say that coming in as an absolute beginner, you know, a couple of months ago, knowing next to nothing about any of the topics we talked about, I truly thought it was going to take me a hell of a lot longer to wrap my head around it. Um, but I've honestly felt more and more knowledgeable every time we've spoken. And there's obviously still a long way to go as well, Um, but you can never stop learning as we keep saying. And massive props to you, Luke. This is definitely a reflection on how clearly and concisely you've explained everything. So thank you so much for that.
1: Glad you've enjoyed it. And really, Fabi, you've done a fantastic job with this podcast. We're really looking forward to next year. Uh, For those that haven't, uh, you know, this is the first podcast you've listened to Uh, like the podcast, share it with your friends and family because obviously Uh, The more support we can get for the podcast, the more fantastic guests and people that we can have to come on and speak for you all. And uh, we're really excited. We've got some big things planned for Investor Intelligence in 2022.
0: Yeah, we've definitely got some exciting guests coming up. So if you would like to know any more about us here at The Property Mentors, you can visit our website, thepropertymentors.com.au. As I said, I know a common New Year's goal for a lot of people is to read more. And there just happens to be a great book that you should add to that list, which is Luke's latest book, Property Fit especially if you want to widen your investing knowledge and help achieve any of the goals that you have. To get your hands on a copy of that, you can go to propertyfitbook.com.au, which is linked in our show notes, along with all of our socials. Thank you so much for listening. And on behalf of the team here, The Property Mentors, we hope you had a lovely Christmas and have a wonderful New Year's. And Luke, I'll see you in the new year.
1: Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to all and stay safe.